and welcome to Identity Crisis with Pam and Chaisana. I'm Pam. And I'm Chaisana. Um, this is our podcast where we're going to be talking about different facets of our identities and how it changes through time. Follow us on Instagram at Identity Crisis PT. And Twitter at IC underscore Pam Chaisana. So welcome first back, first. guys. First things first. I don't know if you've noticed. Do we sound different? Because we're different. We're hey. different. We bougie now. Yeah. yeah, we invested in some audio equipment and we are loving it like whole new people. Oh, my God. Welcome it's to the new podcast. New <laughs> <laughs> Neither of us can sing. So. Yeah, but I think I feel like my non singing ability is like is like the I like to think of it as the same as like J. Cole, where it's like J. Cole can't sing either. <gasps> but how dare J. you? J. Cole can like D- just J. Cole singing is like, OK, like I can handle it. Please stop. <laughs> that was some heavy slander. Slander? Fuck J. Cole. I love J. Cole. Um, of course, of course you do. We, we don't, don't have, have to get into it. it. <laughs> All right. So anyway, guys, welcome back. Today, we are going to be talking about media. Media. Yeah. So we've been consuming a copious amounts of media. Just a bunch of media. Especially now with quarantine and All like, but even content. before quarantine. Yeah. I mean, it's just the time we live in. Like content is, it's is everywhere, is everywhere, yeah. everywhere, everywhere. And there's like three screens in front of your face at a time. At all times. Yeah. And if you're me, you have like four. Yeah. <laughs> you're Always. Like, well, that's because you're a junkie. I really need to invest in like the blue lens glasses or whatever. Yeah, you should. What, when you get your new pair. Yeah. No, I will. Uh, it's my next uh, purchase. Yeah. I'm already planning it. Of course you are. Of course you are. <laughs> all right, guys. So we're just going to be talking about media and how okay, we consume it. First things first. You have to stop saying guys. Why? You keep saying guys. We're not a YouTube channel. Okay, guys. Like, no. no I've no, been no. watching YouTube all you day. You have been. You have been. <laughs> but you can't. You cannot. You can't bring that energy into our broadcast. I can't even remember what I did. Like, what you I said. said. It, you said it a couple of times. What did I say? Uh, all right, guys. It's just oh. the, the dressing our our <laughs> listeners as guys. I won't stand for it. Okay. Well, thank you for correcting me. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to talk about media and how we consume it and what we seek out when choosing which media to consume. If we even choose. I feel like this point is instinctual. Like yeah. It's baked into my head. That's true. I open my phone and it's like two apps that yeah. I go to constantly. Yeah. Um. But yeah. All right. So then let's just get into it then. So what social media websites have you frequented in the past? Like growing up as like, in childhood so i started off with myspace i was mm-hmm. a myspace kid mm. and in elementary school we all got in trouble for having myspace accounts you got in trouble we all got in trouble for it there were like letters sent home there was a whole assembly on why not to be on myspace at- in elementary school yeah wow yeah is this but is miami this was miami okay yeah <laughs> but this was also like i would say our generation like we didn't grow up with social media like per se until like I think social media was introduced while we were growing up does that make sense yeah like we still- you, you had like your childhood where you were still outdoors playing and stuff but then yeah you- like my Tamagotchi was the most like <laughs> most technology I had as a kid yeah and then myspace happened and then you know the adults didn't really know about social media either so they yep. didn't really know how to they didn't know a goddamn thing. <laughs> they didn't know what was up with it. They didn't yeah. know how to control it. They didn't really know what rules to set. At some point, I think when we did get in trouble, it was like there's a bunch of grown men who are preying yeah. on children. The internet was definitely just like the wild, wild west for children and pedophiles. Yeah. yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. But yeah, I had MySpace and then I went to Facebook and I think I had a few in between that I can't remember the names of. And then from Facebook, I had Facebook for a really long time. I had Twitter in high school, through mm. high school. I was tweeting a lot. And then I deleted my account. So you can't look <laughs> at what I said in my high school days. Problematic. Pam. Twitter remembers. There's some. There, there's some. I wish I could like just glance at it. I wouldn't <laughs> want it to be public, but I would want to glance at it. Um. But then I got Instagram and Snapchat like closer to college. And now I'm like. Always on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. So I, um, my first social media was Google Plus because my school, they gave us computers. 
and I, I mean, school. I guess, yeah, yeah. The the district, like, it was like a district wide, like, um, county wide thing. I mean, I will say you are younger than me, so I I don't know because I know kids now get computers. Yeah, there and now because of coronavirus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but for me, I. We like had computer classes or like like a computer like segment in elementary school. Wow. Um, but then in middle school, like once I entered middle school, we got like school issued laptops. But yeah, um, we would talk to each other in class on like Gmail. Mm-hmm. And then from Gmail, Google Plus had this like social media called Google Plus that like we would all be on. And so I would be on there with my friends. And then I grew up from there. I like started making memes and stuff and got pretty got got a little bit of clout. Um, yeah. and whatever like it didn't amount to anything but I had like a lot of fake internet friends like a lot of people that I didn't actually know okay and so that's where you know the wild wild west of the pedophile <laughs> the pedophilia comes in because then it's like you know you don't know who you're talking to there's these grown adults that are like all of that all of that weird shit but that was google plus and then from there I got an instagram because my mom my I kept getting in trouble with google plus because like I kept getting caught and I'd be like, no, I deleted it. And then I'd like make another Gmail account. Oh, my and God. <laughs> then I kept getting caught. How many to- Gmails do you have? I, I have a lot. But it's like, I I don't know. I just make a bunch of Gmail accounts. Like, they're so easy to make. But I They are so easy. And they're free. And they're free as fuck. And it's like. I started with Hotmail. I wasn't allowed to have Hotmail. My mom was like, no, that sounds horny. And I was like, okay. That's funny. Shout yeah. out to all the immigrant parents that <laughs> got us Hotmails. Because, <laughs> yeah, that's the first yeah no but um from there i went on instagram because my mom didn't didn't know about the gmail but i was like <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> i'm sorry no but so she funny. literally was she was like uh-uh like that sounds like because i think at some point my name i had like a gmail the first gmail i got caught with was like like i love Tresana or like so, it was like something with like love or like a heart or like some shit like that and my mom was like what why are you telling people to like it was like she didn't get it like she didn't get that it was just like an, an email account. That's hilarious. She like thought it was like sort of like public statement. I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so so I wasn't allowed to have that, but I I got caught with the Gmail and it um and uh anyway so the, I kept doing that back and forth. I kept getting caught and then I got I made an Instagram and I, and I was like oh no Cause like mom you know you can follow me on Instagram you know like yeah. and that'll be subscribe and so she, yeah <laughs> like and subscribe no but so she so she did that and so that gave her some sense of control like she thought she had. But in the background, I was still on like Google Plus. Right. And the thing is, on Google Plus, like I was. Sorry, mom. She knows. Like, because I got caught afterwards. Like, I, I kept getting caught. <laughs> but so um, I was on Google Plus, like, it, like enacting my gender identity in like right. this cool way that I couldn't in my like actual life or talk to any of my family members about. Like, I was, you know, leaving, like, I don't know, leaving my ideas of Christianity and like, you know, like, you know, challenging those beliefs and stuff around the same time as like, I'm having these gay ass thoughts in my head and like all of this stuff is going on and I don't was feel like, like I could a talk. a blog thing or was it like? It's like, a, it was like Facebook, like it was like that, but it was, it was sort of like a blog. So you were writing on your wall about how gay you were? No, 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 not like that. Like literally I used it. I posted a lot of photos and I like still have those photos because Google doesn't forget either. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I would just literally post like Google a Google never forgets. Google never <laughs> forgets. No, but so I uh, I would just like post thir- thirst trap pictures and like girls would be like, oh my God, you're so pretty or like whatever. And like, I like the attention and I like, dudes, As you, you do. know, and yeah. Like, yeah. So, so yeah, I don't know. I just, it, I went toward that gay shit on in the internet and yeah. it was really cool to like have that ability to like enact this. Because at the time I wasn't, I was like, you're a girl and like, I my gender I I didn't I was very much so like there's boys and there's girls and yeah. that's like bleh. and so I didn't even think I literally have just now started remembering like Trey was what I would call myself and like I'm like oh wow like look at me trying to be genderqueer like with my <laughs> limited abilities but um after that I got the Instagram I posted a few like I would do like st- hashtag studs of Instagram like lesbians of Instagram lesbians like it, try to get the hashtags going I had a few pages like post me because they would do like the shout out like oh whatever thing yeah. I mean, it was cute, but I was also like, I, well, at the time, I would say I was like in my definitely my teens when I had the Instagram thing. So it was like I was still a teenager, like still yeah. like, but so and I was just awkward, whatever. Um, And then hi, and then all up and all up until then I had an iPod and that's where I was doing all of that stuff on. 
iPod and like the school computer. That was it. Yeah. And then in uh, when I was coming to pre-college, actually, uh, so 2015, my mom gave me my first smartphone. And that's when I got on Facebook. And when I got on Facebook, it was, you know, 2015 and 16. So I was, you know, there's a lot of political, there's a lot of political things going on. And like, I am, I was just entered college, you know, just questioning the world. And so a lot of my political opinions came out on Facebook. (laughs) Um, And at the time I was very angry with white people. I was like, how could you do this to my people for so long and keep getting away with it? And I was just very angry. And people told me I was angry and I said, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) I am angry angry and I'm going to keep being (laughs) angry on the internet. And then some Nazis started circulating. Well, no, I got suspended multiple times. And then some Nazis started circulating my my pictures and shit. Mm-hmm. And I only found out when someone sent me the screenshot. And that that same day or same week or whatever, I was like done with Facebook. And right. I just went to s- mostly Instagram. And then what is like earlier this year, 20, like earlier this year, I joined right. Twitter. Yeah. And Twitter, Twitter is fun. Twitter is fun. <laughs> Twitter is very fun. Yeah. And I wish that I joined earlier, but also like, I don't know. Probably not. I only know quarantine. Like I only know woke quarantine Twitter, you know? And I feel like that's cool because I've heard that Twitter used to be a hellhole of a place. Mm-hmm. Oh, and horny Twitter. I mean, like, I know all of the sects of Twitter that exist, <laughs> but like, but like, I only know this. I don't know the wild, wild west Twitter. I can't imagine. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever's on your deleted account. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you would say you use it for engagements activism like what? i mean i don't know i use i use instagram what purpose the social media serve social media it's different because like instagram and we didn't even talk about snapchat we don't have to we don't have to but everybody knows what snapchat is everybody knows what snapchat is <laughs> um but and i'm in a relationship now so i don't i literally deleted snapchat like so long ago yeah and i'm so glad i haven't looked back but um i say i would use instagram like i use instagram for like my Arho shit, like catching up with like other artists that I like. Um, and then like a photo book of my life. Yeah. Um, and then obviously like I have my page, like different pages for different things. So, uh, Quinn's liberation project is where like I, we follow a bunch of activists and like shit like that. So I'll get those notifications and I'll see all of that stuff as well. Um, and then I also, I have like woke shit on my own page. Um, but so yeah, I have all that stuff on my page as well, but then, um, on Twitter, I go there for current events and debauchery and the memes. Fine. Yeah. yeah. And black people. I go there for like black, like black Twitter is like, I really love black it. Twitter is the best. Yeah. So for me, uh, so I use social media mainly as a distraction and I use it all the time because I like procrastinating. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I'm not working, I'm on social media or while I'm working, I'm also on social media. <laughs> You're just always on social media. Yeah, but I don't really post that much about me like every so often i'll post a story i just kind of i use it to keep up with people people that i care about and then just people that i don't care about yeah (laughs) it's just you know staying connected with the world in some way yeah especially now with quarantine oh my gosh yeah i don't even i don't think it's possible i've been trying to like use social media less but i feel like even me with me using it less it's still still using it a lot yeah yeah, I mean, before quarantine, we would go out and have activities and do things. Oh, and now activities, it's like... <laughs> how I miss be. <laughs> Even just like going to the beach on a weekend in the summer. Oh my God, stop it, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> oh it's shit, fine. all right, so let's move on. R.I.P. R.I.P. the beach. The beach, the where summer. Do you, where do you watch the most visual content? Streaming sites, YouTube, uh, like Hulu, like what kind of shit? Huh, where do I watch the most? I would say like streaming services like Netflix or Netflix, Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. Yeah. Like those. I wa- I watched a lot of YouTube today, particularly just because I saw something and went down the rabbit hole yeah. of YouTube. And I have gotten into YouTube a little bit more recently in like my life. Yeah. Just because I've been discovering more people that I've liked. Because it does get to a point where I'm like, okay, I, I've stopped being entertained by the videos that come up. Yeah. And that's when I turn it off. Yeah. But recently, they've just been coming. 
<laughs> so I'm still entertained. So I'll still be watching. Uh, but mostly I just watch TV, you know, Netflix, Hulu, and I'll watch. Yeah. You know, what movies. kind of what kind of content are you into? Uh, what do you know? Uh, would you say uh, quality content is what you're into? Or would you say that you're more into the shittier blend of? Well, I wouldn't say shitty, you know, <laughs> I would say I do like to indulge in my Love Island, Jersey Shore-esque. Whoa, whoa, no, no, television. no. We're not doing this. Jersey Shore and Love Island are very good television. Yes. They're just just so happen to be reality television. That yeah. holds a lot of shit television, but Jersey Shore is the best reality television has to offer. It's the peak. I agree. It and goes Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore, Flavor of Love. And Love Island. Love Island. Yes. Just like that. Top three. Yep. Yeah, I agree. And then other than that, I'll watch like true crime. I'll Mm-mm. watch a bunch of you're true skip, crime. You're skipping over. You want me to tell people that I watch trash television yes. for fun. Yes. And I do. <laughs> <laughs> I... I watch TV for escapism. I don't, I want to turn my like brain off. Yeah. After thinking all day or whatever, I want to turn it off and I want to watch nothing (laughs) (laughs) continuously, but entertaining nothing. Like I want a bunch of drama or like, yeah, no, it's got to be a bunch of drama. Like I can really get into novelas. Yeah. (laughs) Just, I get sucked in. Yeah. Teen shows. Well, we don't have to talk about that. No, we're gonna. I think we should. That's so rude. Why are you gonna out you? Because I think that it's that's media. That's the media you consume. Because (sighs) recently, Pamela has been watching Secret Life Uh, of American Teenagers. See, I didn't want to mention this. I really didn't want to mention this. No, no, we have to. I'll mention Euphoria, but not Secret Life. Why? (laughs) Chaisana, because it wasn't my choice. Wait, what? Why wasn't he in charge? I wanted to watch Pretty Little Liars and it wasn't available to me because I don't have <laughs> HBO Max. So I settled for around the same era <laughs> of television. But you're re-watching it, which means you've watched it before. Tysana, <laughs> why are you outing me? Because it's terrible. It's a terrible show. It's really bad written and it bothers the fuck out of me that it even exists in the first okay, place. I like a lot of drama. I understand. And I like turning my brain off. Off. Just off. Got it. I watched all of New Girl. Like, I like turning my brain completely off. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that girl? It's Jess. <laughs> see, see yeah, I, when I watch TV, I like to watch like comedies and shit like that. Like, I like like escapism that's like, I don't know, like I can't get into drama because then it makes me think of like how it happens in real life. And the like, it like is too much. I mean, the Secret American Teenager show is like, is like so outlandish that okay, like I, I can see how something. that could be. I gotta say something. What white America is like completely like television. <laughs> so I like watching it like from a distance, <laughs> like because I can't relate to it. Not even Euphoria, I couldn't relate to it. Yeah, like the uh, suburban suburban drug lifestyle, out teenager lifestyle. Like, yeah, pe- children that can afford Molly on the regular. Like <laughs> it's so out of my reality. Yeah. And so much drama for no reason. I love watching. See, I feel the same way about like shitty, like poor white shows. So like uh, Trailer Park Boys, Shameless. Shameless was like a good blend of our like. Yeah. Or like uh, what? Guilty Pleasure like TV. Yes. Um, But I eventually I could. I dropped off of it. But um, what's another one? No, shame, uh, Shameless, Trailer Park Boys. Fucking people just do nothing on Netflix. I just like just trashy white people just being trashy because I grew up around them. And like, I know, like, I guess that that's like realistic is that they're trashy. Um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Like, I just love when they're just they show them as they really are, you know? That's fair. I think with I haven't watched any of those shows a significant amount. But I think, yeah, yeah, they just do nothing. Like, there's no drama. I want the drama. Like, I want the <laughs> unnecessary drama. Like, the show I'm watching, like, two people have gotten pregnant. There's been, like, three engagements. I'm only on season two. It's what show? Perfect. Euphoria? Secret Life. Oh, Secret Life. Oh, it's just the show I'm watching. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Suck my dick. Anyway. All right. <laughs> so, okay, on YouTube, I can I can talk about a little bit more about YouTube because I've I've watched it a lot longer. I also, like, growing up, watched a lot of YouTube. Um, as well as like was on like different sites because I also used like Club Penguin. We didn't talk about Club Penguin at all, but I used to <laughs> use that. Um, I watched a lot of Luan Legacy. That's like the first YouTuber that I started following. Um, he did a lot of rant videos, and like I was really into that. He's like really funny. 
So YouTube, yeah, I would watch a lot of Luan Legacy, Jenna Marbles, you know. Um, and like what I like about YouTube is then I've been able to like watch the content creators grow up with me. So like when it comes to Jenna Marbles, like she's had such a great oh, development. Yeah. Um, I don't really follow many other people that I used to follow. Jade Fox is another one that I like was watching for a really long time. But she's she's dope. She's dope. She obviously she's like another black stud. She's from the DMV. I was like, oh, like, you know, she cute. Okay, we get it. You have a type. Like, get out of here. Thought he has. Wow. You really just outing me this entire episode. <laughs> this episode is just me dragging Pam. This is so rude. Anyways, I watched a lot of YouTube. I recently have been watching a lot of D'Angelo Wallace, a lot of um, Cody Co., Curtis Connor. For Harriet is one I is one I follow that's like she's like a leftist. She does really good interviews with like and like thought provoking shit. Like when I want to be on my woke shit, he's a good one. Um, but yeah, I mostly just and then like commentary, other commentary, and then like some some like leftist channels, you know, like thought slime shit like that. But yeah, YouTube, I YouTube, I watch a lot of YouTube, but I also like have to be mindful, like because it's a dark place. Like it could get dark, and like those rabbit holes, like mm. especially when I used to like just watch anything, and it gets dark. And it's like, bleh. what kind of movies are you into? Like when um, we try to, I don't know. I try to like mix in movies. I really, I can't, I get like bored with TV shows. I watch a good variety of movies. Yeah. Uh, we got like into, we got into for. like some Korean like flicks oh, recently. Yeah. They're so good at movies there. They really are. Uh, yeah. We just like stumbled upon Train to Busan. Yeah. And then went on a whole kick. And I think at this point, we've watched that particular movie like 30 times. It's a really good movie. Train it's to Busan amazing. is fucking lit. It's like yeah. the best zombie movie I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. To this day. Oh, absolutely. Like there's it, like it just is better. And then Parasite obviously was really good. And yeah. then I feel like Parasite was like the last. No, because we watched that one that I fell asleep on. We like horror. Like they do horror really well. Yeah, so they we'll do watch a horror lot of, really well. Yeah, horror and suspense. That one, I saw the devil. Ooh, shivers that one that one traumatized us we like we repressed the memory of it recently that we really liked on amazon prime oh what was it with the guy from hamilton oh my god blind train spotting. spotting no blind spotting blind spotting yeah yeah, yeah. you've got trains on your mind <laughs> <laughs> no i like um i like feel good movies most of the time but i i do like to mix in a little bit of horror yeah. every so often and then of course titanic is my favorite movie mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoy like cartoons so like I like you do oh my god this person (laughs) knows all of the words to very like specific animated movies like Finding Nemo yeah it is so annoying well I had it no because the movies that I know are movies that I had on DVD or VHS as a kid so like I had Finding Nemo literally on my VHS I would watch it every day I feel uh, so Lilo and Stitch. Why? I was in my room quietly, like murmuring all the words of Lilo and Stitch and oh. Finding Nemo. Ratatouille is my favorite movie. So, like, duh, I'm gonna talk when Remy talks. Like, we talk together. The yeah. fuck. Um, but yeah, I like I like animated movies because it's truly like truly escapism. Like, I can get away from real life problems because it can't be real. And like, I just ugh. Like, but I also I'm I'm really like. I remember growing up, there was this one, there there was a couple of movies that would like come on, like my mom was really into like BET's like fucked up movies and like, um, like Lifetime and shit. Oh, yeah. And those are like thrillers where it's like, it's terrifying shit. Like you don't want this shit to happen. Like yeah. I don't want anybody. For me, it's quite the opposite. I like escapism in television, but in movies, I like um based on true stories a little bit better. Really? Always. Yeah. You tend to like the more realistic nitty gritty stuff yeah. yeah and then i really like documentaries yeah I'm like mm. on crime <laughs> okay yes specifically yeah. <laughs> i really like them it's so interesting the psychology of it all it's so interesting so let's let's on that same note let's talk about <laughs> what kind of audio content are you into <laughs> oh, wow any podcasts oh, okay so i re- actually i read this tweet recently yesterday that got me like feeling a certain type of way they were like imagine getting murdered and two white women talk about your murder on a podcast called my favorite murder or i think it's like wine crime or something like that and you can't even afford like the funeral costs which i was like yikes right 
Yeah. I, I mean. And I agree completely. Like, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> that, situ- that particular situation. So, no, but I also, sucks. I, that's, but that's literally that line of thinking is why I'm like, because. And there's like this whole conversation about true crime podcasts being like this problematic stuff because it's a but lot I also of time think, it is I like also two think white women. That, yeah, but I also think that just as problematic as it is in podcasts, it's also problematic in like Netflix and like in a movie oh, form. Oh, yeah. Like super problematic. There's so much shit on Ted Bundy, y'all. Everybody romanticizes the shit out of Ted Bundy because he was so handsome and blah, blah, blah. Like that shit's annoying. I'm not even I talking. All the content. <laughs> no, I'm not even talking about that, though. I mean, it's just like it's fucked up because or even in these like these crime situations, because it's like these are people who are poor. So like, of course, like even when it came to fucking um, Carol Baskin, fucking Tiger King, Carol Baskin, <laughs> Carol Baskin. <laughs> no, but even when it came, <laughs> but even I when only it came, have the song in my head, better husband to tigers. <laughs> <laughs> We gotta stop. No, but see, it's not funny. That's that's the thing about it is like it turns it into like comedy or like or like a spectacle in our heads. But this is like real stuff that happened to people. Like it's real. Like you know, it it turns it into like content. I think that's just unethical. You know, like yeah. I mean, you're right. I think there's so much content out there. Yeah, and it's really easy to be critical of everything. And you should. Everybody should be critical of everything that is coming out. Yes. Right. But personally. <laughs> I love the shit out of murder <laughs> podcasts. And okay, I haven't explored the genre as much as I probably should. And I haven't like thought too critically about what I'm consuming when it comes to murder podcasts. I do really just enjoy listening to the stories, and psychology and like the murder investigation. I really love mystery. That's like, fair. Really enjoy it. And so I do listen to my favorite murderers. So that's No, sweet. you're not back on it. Are you? I haven't listened to it in a while. What do you mean? No, because I thought you were like done with them because they were problematic. No, that was the the um, the other women. Oh, <laughs> that was the sex podcast. <laughs> Are we gonna get into that content? We or? can. <laughs> okay. Okay. You guys, I no, because we're gonna get canceled. They're really popular. Oh, then let's not. Then I don't want to. I don't want to get in any podcast. Wars. Whatever. There's a particular podcast women. that I used to listen to that featured two white women, and now it's one white woman. And if you listen to the podcast now, you know which one I'm talking about. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I listened to them for a really long time, and I liked it. Good content, very you know, sex positive. Yeah. But there was, I don't know, at the beginning of the year, they had. A very problematic episode where they were sort of, um, I don't know, calling these women ugly because they looked gay. It was just super problematic. And then also they one of them is Argentinian mm-hmm. and said she wasn't white mm-hmm. out loud <laughs> like into a <laughs> podcast. OK, <laughs> when if you saw her, you would, you know, he's white. She's a white woman. Yeah. No, there's a huge. I mean, that's a, that's just a thing with white Latinos not recognizing that they're still white. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. He, Latinos, you and your race question. You. Us. <laughs> OK, listen, we don't know our race. But if you look in the mirror and you can get confused with a white woman, you are white. Yeah. Point blank. Period. Yeah. Can winter Pam? I don't. I think that because your hair is dark and you have like thick dark hair, that it's like I still have a tint to me. You still do? No, I'm not saying. Like I'm not saying I've ever done it. I'm just saying like could someone in your like palest state? I mean, I literally check off white. Yeah. I'm not telling anybody that I'm not. Yeah. Well, no, I am not white. Don't fucking Hold call on. me white. No. Let me let me backtrack. <laughs> let me backtrack. Um, I've just confused myself. <laughs> <laughs> so you check off white, but you're not white. I check off white. I do not consider myself white. And I do get offended when people call me white. Okay. Though nobody's ever called me white, like out loud. Somebody's called me American. And I've been like, how dare you? (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I mean, I do have white blood in me. I'm not denying that. I have a lot of ancestors that are Spanish. Yeah. But I've experienced my life as a brown woman in a, in the United States. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I know for a fact I'm not white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. And that's my point there. 
but so hmm, what I was getting at, how do I consume my audio stuff? I listen to music, obviously. I yeah. listen to music. What kind of music? I what artists like <laughs> Bad Bunny. Ah, shit. Sorry, sorry. You just peeked, bro, in my ear. I listen to Bad Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> Bad Bunny, but but. I listen to a lot of reggaeton and I like to listen to a lot of old school Latino music, but then I do listen to rap and hip hop and um, sometimes I'll go into the R&B zone because that's what I'm feeling that day. What about pop music? Uh, if it comes on, I'll listen to it, <laughs> but I'm not like seeking out pop, especially the new shit. Oh, no. <laughs> Def not. <laughs> Okay, all right. So yeah, I listen to all different types of music. I don't even want to get into that. I feel like we could just have like a music episode or some shit. Yeah, I, I can't even get into it. like my musical taste goes all over the place. But podcast wise, um, I listen to um a lot of. So the first podcast I listened to was Bodega Boys. Hell yeah! Hell fucking yeah! They shouted us out Steinway Street twice. Cri cri hey. Shout out to Bodega Boys. You guys should have been nominated for an Emmy. You should, yeah, definitely should have got an Emmy. They've been crushing it like for a while now. Like it's yeah. ridiculous that they don't have an Emmy since my Vice Days, but that's not my business. Um, I also listened to a lot of the Reed before quarantine. Mm -hmm. I would listen to a lot of the Bodega Boys when I was on the train or like all of that stuff, like in between places. And then I would listen to like a lot of the Reed, like if I'm like on a bike ride or like doing something more like I don't know if I'm doing something like if I'm at the store or something like that. I don't know. But then when it came to like quarantine, like I don't know why, but I have stopped completely, like I've completely stopped listening to Bodega Boys and I only listen to the read. And I will listen to like, I will binge like old episodes of the read, like back to back. Back to back to back. I don't think, because those are very current events. Yeah, that's, like, that's what I like heavy? about it. I, I like like going back in time and like knowing what's going on during that time period. I don't. I'm like, I want to know what's going on now. <laughs> Otherwise I won't listen to you. Yeah. No, I, I, um, I don't know. I just really got, I, the first like time jumping I did was with the Bodega Boys and I just really enjoyed like listening to like one, their podcast journey. Like I'm really into like growth and all of that, like seeing them grow. Yeah. And like, the, and like they, they talk about like the jobs they have. Cause I think it, when they first started, they had like just left complex. So it was like watching their careers grow. And like, now they're like fucking huge, even though they still haven't gotten their fucking Emmy and they need their fucking Emmys. Yeah. But it was dope. Like. I don't know, like experiencing that and then also experiencing them come into 2016 and then experience the election mm -hmm. is like nice because you like you're experiencing that trauma with someone else. And that's a nice thing. Um, and they're funny, like they're comedians, even um, I'm doing the same thing with the the read. And I think I just got I'm into 2016. I don't think that they've hit the election yet, but it's coming. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm like, ooh. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that. I really I really like podcasts. I need to I need to branch out more, but I just I don't know. Like, it's like I get so like it's I like them so much. Yeah. Like, it's like I like the people I'm listening to so much. Yeah. I don't really want anybody else. Like, I want them. More. I like them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No new know. friends, I guess. <laughs> but um, all right. How, how mm, I feel like we've answered that. What? How has the consumption of media changed throughout our lives other than the obvious evolution of social media during our lives? Mm. Yeah. Well, I don't know, because. It has changed. Like podcast is very new to, I think, the world. My first, no, my first ever podcast I ever listened to was um, Tom and Somebody Eat Snacks on my iPod Shuffle, the little bitch. Yeah. Way back in the day. Like in. Really? Yeah. I think yeah, in like, in I like freshman introduced year of high school. The podcast until quite recently. No, because I remember knowing what it was and then like. I don't want to listen to people in my ears <laughs> and not look at me talking into somebody else's ears. Yeah. But I, I went from listening to a lot of music, you know, uh, then watching a lot of television because a lot of my journey with media has been through school and having a lot of time at night while I was getting work done. Right. Uh, shout out architecture school. Thank you for keeping me up all those years. Um, <laughs> So I would, I started off with music, like I'll make it through the night. And then at some point music got boring and it just like didn't serve its purpose or I just ran out of music to listen to. Yeah. And then I went to TV or like YouTube or whatever it was. And then, um, yeah. And then I discovered novelas and I was like, oh, I'll just watch like, like blast through. Yeah. Rediscovered novelas. That's my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know. I've also changed, you know, podcasts more. I've exclusively listened to podcasts. I think I just like today I was listening to music again. Yeah. I um, listen but to a I lot exclusively more listen to podcasts in quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. I just like want to be, I want to experience other people again so badly. <laughs> we miss you people. <laughs> I miss you people, but also not really. Stay away from me. Don't call for me. Please. Thanks. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Uh, I think we can move on. All right. Great. All right. So now for the listener questions. Listener questions. Listener if questions. If you want to send in your questions or your stories, because we'll read anything. Yeah. Just send it to us and we'll read it. Send it to us at our email, which is identitycrisispt at gmail.com. All right. So let's get into this week's questions. All right. All right. What are each of your top three favorite cereals? Or just some genre of food. I just thought cereal would be more fun. And why? Assuming y'all like cereal, lol. So I like cereals. I can tell you my cereal, my cereal top three. Go ahead. Frosted Flakes. Why? Because they're delicious and they're not really that bad for you. Obviously, like it has the sugar on it. I do need it to be Frosted Flakes and not the flakes of corn or whatever the fuck. Corn flakes? Corn flakes, yeah. Flakes of corn. Yeah, I can't. I need it to be sweet. You know, if you're it, American. It's yeah. what you're used to. Exactly. I, I need sugar for breakfast. Um, or under that, Honey Nut Cheerios because it's delicious. And then after that, Honeycomb. Honey Nut Cheerios and so Honeycomb are like be sweet as fuck. Yeah, but then I mean, I also like other cereals. Like I've gotten into like like when I was in college and I was like poor and I had to get like the poor brand stuff. <laughs> I would got into like brand and all of that. Yeah. And like, or like, uh, what is it called? Raisin bran. Like I got it to that. I would eat that. It was fine. I had that with like almond milk, like vanilla almond but milk. But you was eat pretty good. a lot of cereal or you used to eat I a lot of cereal? I used to eat a lot of cereal. Now that um, I'm a kept woman, <laughs> I am usually making meals for us. So, and you don't really eat like. I don't like cereal all that much. Yeah. I don't. Also like we're grown ass women now. Like we're not in college anymore. And I feel like I ate a lot of cereal like yeah. when I was a child and in college. And then I like peaked out and now I'm like eating actual meals. If I, I eat breakfast at all. I don't think I ever like cereal all that much. Like growing up, my parents would always buy a ton of cereal. Yeah. But usually it would be my brothers eating it. Like because they'll eat it in the morning and then they'll have it as a late night snack. Hell yeah. Always. I'm and so my up. parents always needed to buy so much cereal. It's fucked up because I've been craving cereal this week. Yeah. And I don't like cereal that much. I also don't really like milk that much. Yeah. And now you buy all the oat milk and I'm like, ew, okay. First of all, don't, it's not that bad. don't fucking shame oat milk right now. I You're just, not about to act like oat milk ain't the best fucking substitute milk out here. Oat milk is fine. I'm saying I don't like milk in general. Yeah. And I'll eat it, you know? Okay, so in top three, my top three cereals when I do eat cereal all right. would be Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Okay. Honey Bunches of Oats. Okay. And Lucky Charm. Okay. And then below that is anything chocolate. Right. Oh, yeah. Growing up, I used to eat a lot of chocolate Rice Krispies. Yeah. Those shits were lit. Those are good. Yeah. Or like my mom got really into peanut butter for a while. So she would get Reese's peanut butter um, cereal puffs. Ew, Reese's puffs. Mom. Reese's puffs. Yeah. So she'd get into that. You just don't like peanut butter. You're a weirdo. Um, I'm really not. I really like food. Food in general. Feed me. I love food. <laughs> no, that's you know what? That's, that's fucking annoying. This is because you'll be like, oh, I don't like this. And then eat it anyway. I have like maybe five foods I don't like. And then everything else you can feed. <laughs> no, I'm not, that's the thing is you like you'll eat it i'll eat everything you'll eat it what's the next question any tattoo plans yes i have many tattoo plans yeah plans plans <laughs> no I tattoos have, though. no tattoos uh, uh i want to get the outline of my country uh bolivia on my side boob rib region side boob rib region and then i want also to get a like continuous skyline like outline mm -hmm. of all the places I've ever lived in. Mm -hmm. So it'll start with Bolivia, then go to Miami, then go to Georgia, then go to New York. So you are going to do Georgia. I mean, I have to like I was there for six years. Like that <laughs> shit is branded on me. Yeah. After New York, like wherever I move next, like I'll add it. You'll add it. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. And yeah. I think I want to get that on my thigh. That'd be cute. Yeah um like wrapping around yeah down or up uh probably down because you can keep going yeah i guess that's a good point <laughs> yeah um so me i have i wasn't done oh 
Keep going then. I'm, I'm sorry. Tatted up. Oh, you're gonna be tatted up with no tattoos. <laughs> sitting here with no tattoos. A full 24 year old woman. No, I just have one more yeah, in the plan. What is it? Uh, the one in, in the in between sternum. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how to say that in a non inappropriate way. I mean, you just you want a tattoo on your sternum so it can uh, accentuate your bosom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, that's the one, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't gotten any tattoo yet because I, I recently became financially independent. And as I've said in one of the previous episodes, making a purchase is a very difficult thing for me to do. And yeah. when it's going to be permanently on my body, I've got to get the right like tattoo artist. Yeah. And I've got to get the right design. Like it's got to be perfect. And it's got to cost like I, I'll splurge because literally body art. Yeah. Um. But also tattoo artists, like the history of tattooing is very racist. So that's what kind of kept me away from it for a while. I got to find the right tattoo artist. Yeah. Anyway, now it's your turn. Oh, thank you, Queen. So um, I already have a couple tattoos. I got um, my first tattoo with my mom. It was supposed to be matching, but then she like I got mine first. It was very simple. And then she went and got like a bunch of extra shit added to it. (laughs) So they're not really matching. Um, and then under that, I just got some like witchy ass symbols underneath. Um, yeah, I mean, everybody's like, are you a witch? Like when they see and I'm like, I guess I don't know. No, they all. No, they, to your they but they yeah, they're all specific to my identity. But when they're like all together like this, it just looks like I have a rune on my <laughs> arm and I'm fine. I lean into it. Um, but then on the other side of my arm near my elbow, I just recently well, I got a scroll a scroll under it because you know like the whole messenger writer thing thought it was pretty cool and it was like an artist that i like wanted to get something by but i didn't know what and i showed up like it's like okay i can do this and i was like Bleh. um and then i recently went back when i went back home my brother he does tattoos so i got him to give me a spatula um because i love cooking and a uh <laughs> um how do i describe it? it's like a graduation cap with a, a mask yeah graduation cap that says 2020 and then a mask underneath it because we live in unprecedented times and I wanted to document that. Yeah. Um, and basically the idea with this arm, cause it's this, it's the same arm where I have the symbols is just to have like a bunch of like black illustration, like black outlined illustrations of like things that I feel like yeah. go on in my life or like have something to do with me. That represent your identity. That represent my identity and the crises is that I might be going through. Um, and <laughs> Um, and then on my chest, I have this like dope ass queer multi head situation with an afro, and I fucking love it. It's my favorite tattoo. Um, yeah, and she it's super walked dope. around the apartment for at least a month after you got that tattoo. Yeah, screaming, I, I have, have a chest, chest tattoo. tattoo. Yeah, because I did in fact have a chest <laughs> tattoo. It was so cool. I still so cool. Whenever I catch it, I'm just like, damn, damn, yeah. what's that? You know, that's a really cool tattoo. Yeah. Do you have any other plans? Well, so the thing is to fill up, fill up this arm with like illustrations. And then there's something I want to get like color tattoos on my left arm because like that's my right arm. And then on my left arm, I want to do like color tattoos. Um, But I just don't know. Like and then when it comes to color, it's like because I have to sit down for shading, you know. So like I really don't want to start this until I like I'm ready to start it, you know, like I that's where I get a little yeah. like finicky and stuff like that, because I'm like, once it's in color, like that's the whole thing. And then also, you know, the racist history of tattooing, like I'm not dark, but I definitely like am not white. So when with it, when it comes to color, like I don't want it to just show up on my arm any kind of fucking way. Like I want it to look good. And some people don't know how to do color on black people. So um, it's something that I'm like, I'm interested in. If you if you're a tattoo artist, or you know, any tattoo artist, put me in uh put me in touch so we can move on yeah what's the next question this is the next question this is the last question oh um how can one be more self-aware oh that's a deep question it is that's why i left it for the end i can i can sort of start i mean it's a very it's a very open-ended question like it leaves a lot to think about but i think that um self-awareness i don't know i've always been sort of like a self-conscious individual like i've always been thinking about how I come across and all of that stuff I'm also like a woman or like was socialized as a woman and like a black woman at that so it's like I've always had to be aware of how I'm perceived in space because I'm going to be perceived um a certain way and so I've always had to be aware but I would say that like 
just think, I think that the, where I started growing in my self-awareness was when I like started spatializing like myself and being like, okay, how much space are you taking up in this moment? And like, can you be taking up more? Can you be taking up less? Like, should you like, should you be taking up the space? Is there anyone more deserving of the space that you're taking right now? Um, and in that, I mean, you know, like when you're, when I'm speaking, I'm trying, like if I'm sitting in a class and I'm the only black person there and they're talking about some black shit, then I'm going to take up as much space as I feel like taking up. And I'm not going to let anybody get a word in because I'm black and <laughs> they're not. And like, I, I'm the expert in that, in that moment. Like, I feel like in these, it's, in, and this is specifically talking about like in higher ed and white institutions and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, people of color, people of a certain experience, it really doesn't matter what experience, but we tend to like let the other voices take over because we don't want to like be that only one person. Like it's very uncomfortable to do that. But I started like, I don't know, I just started getting comfortable in it because I was like, look, if I'm going to be the only one here, then like, I'm going to make sure that I'm fucking heard. Yeah, you know? I definitely shy away from it. Yeah. But as I mentioned before, um, I just don't feel like I'm articulate enough to ever have those arguments. And I get very emotional because I am a cancer. <laughs> <laughs> so I just prefer not to try to have an argument that, yeah. I don't know, I don't have the words to. Yeah. Well, there's really also, argue. and like, I mean, that's also, that's one thing. Um, too is like knowing yourself. Uh, when I was in ROTC or JRTC in high school, there was this one thing that like stuck with me that they would say all the time, which was know thyself and seek self improvement. That was like the number one. Uh, what's called the Marine Corps? I don't know. I forgot now. <laughs> but know thyself and seek self improvement is like the you know the one thing you're supposed to be doing all the time. And it's like the idea that like because if you don't know if you don't know you or if you don't like how can I say like I don't know I used to end up in a lot of situations where it was like I was. Ex- like I had to check myself, like my emotions would come like just be too much. And like, I always knew that I was like an emotional person. I'm very passionate and stuff, but it was also being able to control that passion and like know what to put my energy into and know what not to put my energy into that I feel like has helped me be more self-aware. I'm, I'm trying to like make sure I'm staying on the question, but I keep like veering off. Yeah, no, I think you make a good point. I think with growth, I've also, um, I don't know. I've gotten more picky about what I do spend my time on. Yeah. And who I spend my time on. Sure. Uh, But I think in regards to self-awareness, I think it's recognizing like your own privilege. I think I've started to do that a lot more. I know like uh, in my time when I was living in Georgia, I was like a brown girl living in Georgia, Mm. which was, you know, difficult in and of itself. But I think coming to New York City and like going to college, and doing things, I still felt like a brown woman in the United States, but um, I've come into contact with a lot of my own privilege, like being able to go to an institution and uh, seek higher education. And yeah, <laughs> I had financial issues and all this stuff, but like just recognizing where I do have privilege yeah. and being able to, you know, help other people in any capacity yeah i don't know what else to say yeah i think that that can be it yeah yeah so then um any any current events you want to talk about yeah what is it okay (sighs) here's the thing so the emmy nominee oh we're gonna disagree no 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 (laughs) no because i don't think we're gonna disagree okay and i'm not because i just i just remembered that i had also seen some stuff yeah here's the thing (laughs) here's the thing so the I mean nominees came out and they were super black, which is super awesome. Uh-huh. That is one point mm-hmm. that I'm going to make. Another point I'm going to make is that the Emmys and all of the award shows shows are like run by white people. And I feel like everybody's forgetting this. Uh-huh. So like historically, the Emmys or what was it? The Oscars, like all that shit is white as fuck. Yes. And right now, black television and black movies are it yeah and so you guys are getting your recognition and i think that's amazing right but my opinion is that this is gonna work like the way music has Mm -hmm. where white people are consumed the fuck out of rap Mm -hmm. until they exhausted it appropriated it and made it bad (laughs) yes and then they're gonna go into reggaeton and they went into reggaeton and now they're reggaeton yeah and I think TV and movies is going to work in the same way. Mm-hmm. So I think right now it's like black people are cool, which is really great. 
but there's gonna come a time when latino it's like what is palpable is that the word <laughs> no palpable is not it's just not palatable palatable yes okay it's what's palatable to white people at the time mm-hmm. and i don't think latinos as are as palatable for white people. and it's not like la- latinos are coming every shade mm-hmm. and they do a lot mm-hmm. And I will say right now, like, I, there's not a TV show or a movie that I can be like, oh, Latino representation, like, that's my thing. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the show where I relate to 100%. Like, there's the, what is it? Gentified. Gentified, yeah. And then there's the Once Upon a, I don't know, there's a, that sitcom. Well, there's the Jane. Jane the Virgin. Jane really the Virgin. Good. We don't have to talk about it. Jane the Virgin is probably the only show where I've been like, okay, relatable Latino content. Yeah. The other ones are like so cheesy Mm. and like so trying to be this new generation of Latinos that like we're perfect and we're super accepting of others. When that's just not true. Latinos are problematic as fuck. Mm. Like, I don't know, when people got surprised about Goya being so like supportive of Trump. Part of me, like, yes, I'm hurt that Goya supports Trump, but I'm not surprised. Not surprised at all. In the slightest. Yeah. Latinos are really problematic. Mm. And we come to this country seeking the American dream and literally bust our ass without any help from the fucking government Mm -hmm. to make it. So, yes, a lot of conservative ideals follow. Mm -hmm. I can jump in. Mm -hmm. Because what I thought, we do agree. 100%. Yeah. No, here's the thing. (laughs) The woman that played somebody in Orange is the New Black, she tweeted uh, being like, where's the Latino representation? But that's not really what she said. But that's what she was like commenting toward. Toward, And there was an article that was like, where's the Latino representation? Yes. And then that and then there was that fucking that hood, but definitely still white uh, Puerto Rican guy. He did that like the history, the Latin American history one. He says nigga a lot. I don't know who you're uh, talking I'm about. I'm not, I'm gonna, I don't know his fucking name. I've never known his fucking name. But anyways, that guy, he also was like, um, why is it that we can't get our representation, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, sir, you literally say nigga. Like, yeah. black people can't. Because like the 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 general public, it, they're not having the conversation you're having. Which I think it, your conversation that you're talking about is is what should be talked about. The fact that all of this shit is run by fucking white people who could give a fuck about these black and brown lives that they're actually representing. Yeah, and but, you know what got, gets me feeling some type of way? What? It's like, oh, we're pitted against life. each other always. Yeah. And it's so fucking sad to me because I can find more of my representation in black TV than I can in white. Right. And I can relate more to black people than I can to white people. That's why a lot, like, who I surround myself yeah. with is a lot less white people. Yeah. Um... So it really bothers me when we're pitted against each other in that sort of way. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's literally just white people controlling everything. Yes. And right now, white people are consuming black TV and black movies because it's what's in. It's what's the hashtag. It makes them feel better about all of the black people that are mysteriously dying because of the system. The thing that I think they finally, the studios and shit have finally found that it's it more cost efficient for them to just hire black people to tell black stories and be in black stories than it is for them to continue the minstrel show. That's what I think this is, is that they're they're eventually it's going to turn. It's going to it's going to come to a head. Black people have been having this like the black people who do have been getting these experiences and stuff. Are they really like the whole story that came out or the conversation that was happening, or at least that I was happening with my friends about um, uh, Queen and Slim after it came out Mm -hmm. was Okay, so now we know that we can tell black stories. Are we really going to keep showing dead black people? Yeah. You know, and like, okay, now you get these opportunities. Are we really going to keep opening up these wounds of trauma for white audiences? Right. You know, that's the conversation. And it's and the thing is, is that that's what Hollywood wants. They do want that fucking they love to watch us die on TV because then it's like cathartic for them. I mean, slavery movies have been around for so long. Yeah. They that fucking, that fucking HBO chain. show they were going to do where it was like Confederacy, but what if the fucking Confederates won? And black Twitter had to be like, I know the fuck not. Yeah. And that's, an- I mean, that's another thing is black outrage. And that's a- something that worth the Latino conversation is like black outrage is highly commodifiable, highly commodifiable. So then you pit us against each other. Black Twitter is going to be all in a rage about this yeah. thing. And we're all talking about the Emmys. 
guess who gets more money? The fucking Emmys. Because people are going to be watching it, trying to figure out who's going to win. Yeah. Black people or the Latinos or blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. And that's my thing. That's then, what's frustrating for me is that it, it's like, why can't we just have our own shit? Like, for me, the conversation is exhausting that it only comes up when Black people start winning is when Latinos are like, yo, we were representation. Or, and it's not even Latinos either. It's all people of color. And this happens in pretty much every facet of yeah. existence. For Black people, Whenever we start winning, that's when everybody else wants to chime in. What about me? What about me? What about me? Yeah. And it's time after time after time after time. But then when we're asking for help, when we need stuff, people get quiet. Lately, things have been changing. There's this whole global movement, you know, and I don't want to downplay that at all. But just historically, it's been that when shit starts popping off, when shit starts getting real for black people, people don't have shit to say. They want to like, what was it? I mean, before this year, Black Lives Matter was like a bad word. Like people would fucking say it they wouldn't say it yeah a a statement so simple as black lives matter and people wouldn't come near it with a 10-foot pole right and now all of a sudden because of this movement of course the fucking emmys is gonna act like you know they don't want they don't want niggas to be mad at them so of course they're gonna give us our awards now but where where was that where was all that shit now we didn't just we didn't just start fucking existing we've been here yeah you know no i completely agree here i completely agree with everything asian people have been here like how how long ago was it that scarlett johansson was playing an asian woman we should be mad at the white people why is it that it always comes back to us fighting with each other always it drives me crazy each other it's It's like no it's still the white people they're still doing it it's still their fault yeah like yeah absolutely instead of it being like oh well you're fucking showing the niggers well we want ours too it's like no we all should get a piece of the pie all of us together let's go together to the fucking castle raid that shit yeah. and get our fucking shit back we all put work into this country let because you're right latinos work hard black people work hard asian people work hard these fucking ceos these fucking tight tight tied uh white people in these offices they don't fucking work they sit up with their feet up all day going to their fucking yachts making 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 their millions off of us for us to be fighting on twitter with each other i mean i was i felt some sort of way and you know, I didn't want to insert myself into the conversation. I was ready to tweet like a whole storm. And I was like, no, not my conversation to have because I am happy for the black representation that is happening. Black TV has been killing it. Like I've watched it much more than I watched Hentified or whatever. Like I just don't relate to those shows because whose abuela doesn't speak just Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> like that's just one thing. <laughs> but I'm not shitting on any show. I think they're fine. I just personally don't relate to them. Yeah. And going off of like i don't know the struggles like we always um what's the word when we like who has the least privilege like oh the uh, the the uh, the, uh, the oppression olympics yeah we always do that when talking about black and brown because it is like black lives matter and it is black boys black men black women getting killed on the streets it's also brown yeah and when we say black lives matter it really is like all of us yeah and i feel that way um because that's the thing is if black like if black people get their rights the reason why it's so hard for black people to get their rights and to get respect is because if black people have rights everyone else will have them too yeah for me in terms like speaking on the latino experience i will say there's this whole conversation that is like now beginning to open up as like abolish ice um but it's not just that there's like this whole conversation on immigration that not many people have mm-hmm. and that not many people know about like what is the process to get fucking citizenship here yeah. in this country and so when we do that like oppression olympic going back and forth i know a lot of latinos feel some resentment towards like black lives matter and towards like i don't know <sighs> protesters just you know people fighting for their rights because they're like okay we've literally been struggling for ages and nobody said anything and now people are saying like abolish ice and like when we say black life black lives matter we're also saying all of these things yeah but there's always been that like tension i don't know it frustrates me and i I think yeah no i mean it's like that's i mean and that's the thing is like if it if it always has to be that like either or situation then everybody you know everybody's gonna stay mad at each other yeah and something i try to do is like when i'm out there protesting like i like I throw in the things that I can think of, like uh, the last protest we did when we were doing Black Lives Matter, I also would do indigenous lives and trans lives. I've been doing that the whole time. But then this time working, I, I like threw in like immigrant lives matter and 
um, and workers lives matter because we were going through Manhattan and like immigrants are out there working and we're like, and people are out there working and you're seeing all these people like eating during yeah. a pandemic, like eating outside, like it's a normal fucking Saturday yeah. eating their brunch and like taking advantage. And I feel like this is a time period where it's, it's really important that we all make sure that we like, we keep in mind who's in power and who's historically benefited and from, still benefit and still like, benefit you guys are gonna watch the emmys and the blacker they get the more you're gonna watch it because now it's like okay it's catering it's, to yeah, you. it's guilt-free it's guilt-free content you can you can commodify and that's the thing and that's really what it is the problem is is the commodification of black people has to end for tv to be ethical in at all mm-hmm. like the commodification of black people at least has to completely and totally radically change right. to where it's black people are actually benefiting from being commodified you know? And something we didn't even talk about when we talked about media is like all the ads, like the amount of black people we see in and ads, ads now, now. It's disgusting. Oh, my. I've I've said this before. I feel like I said this before. I've hated every single coronavirus ad, every single fucking quarantine era ad that has come on my TV. I've hated it. And something I specifically hated is seeing more and more black people before coronavirus. The only time you'd see black people is it would be one black adult a mixed looking child and their white, white fucking wife or husband. Yeah. And now, oh my God, we have all these black families and all oh, we care about you. And in this unprecedented time, we're really trying to keep everybody together so we can get that sweet, sweet nigga money. Like, I don't give a fuck, bro. Yeah. I hate that shit. Like, oh, now all of a sudden we exist for you. Fuck off. Now you're marketable. We, we, we I mean, and we've, it's been like progressing since the nineties. It's been progressing. It's yeah. been like they've been, eat, you know, eating us more, like consuming us more. And it's like it's it's fucked because I think that also my relationship with social media, especially during this time, has been completely changed because now I'm like I'm literally consuming for the, the month, the whole entire month of June. I was just consuming black death. Yeah, that's it. That's all that was on social media. Very dark. month. It was so dark. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just black dead person after black dead person after black dead body after body after body. And all of these images really stopped, or, but or Karens screaming at black people. That shit's traumatic for me. Yeah. Watching white people scream at black people is traumatic as fuck for me because I've lived that shit. And like and I'm like, that's the thing is it's traumatic for all of us, too. Like, I'm sure you can watch that shit and you get uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. You've been in those situations. It's just it's. Like, it's fucked up and they thrive off of us being outraged by the shit that happens to us, by our own trauma. They're like force feeding us our own fucking trauma and then making money off of our reaction to it. And I will say it doesn't help when white people are like, oh, stop being such a Karen. Like, that doesn't. Stop using our words. Stop using our fucking words. Yeah. Stop it. Stop using. Stop saying the way. Stop saying Karen. Sis. Stop saying uh, sis. I couldn't. Stop saying. Stop saying nigga. <laughs> stop it. What the fuck? What the fuck? I hate that shit. You guys take everything. You take everything and you ruin it. You burn it to the ground. Come up with your own shit. I think that's another <sighs> thing about becoming self-aware. It's like what you were saying, realizing how much space you take up. I talk about this with all my white friends, I think. And I don't have that many, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just the amount of space white people take up so without much space. noticing, like even they don't physical even know space. Yeah, they will. I've literally been walked into multiple times. Like it used to happen all the time. Just white yeah. people would just walk into me. Or literally like I wasn't there up on you. Yes. Without realizing there's a whole human behind you. Like that shit is so annoying. Drives me crazy. But it's only white people that do. That. Yeah. It's, it's specifically white men. Because the thing is, men no, of color, men it. of color will no. Well, I know, but like, like male privilege still exists, and like men of color will do have their own space issues. But like, I feel like when men of color, like they like just push the boundary of my space, they always acknowledge that I'm there. Yeah, or maybe not always. I mean, there's no definites, but you know what I mean. Like when men of color cross that boundary, it's like they're looking me dead in my eye while they're doing it, and I'm <laughs> like, hey, stop! And then they're like, oh, okay. But like white men will just cross the fucking like. I've never just been touched like by a black man or who just touched the small of my back or some shit like that. Unless he knows that he's like trying to flirt with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like white men will literally just do like grown ass white men. Like I'm in a meeting like at like a work in a professional setting and they'll just like touch me, touch my knee, touch my body, touch my fucking hair. Do not touch me. Yeah. No. You know, I think- and then white women also cross that line because they're they're still white at the end of the day and like they just <laughs> feel like they can just 
touch you or just be in your space or like breathe your air. Best thing to come out of Corona is, is I can look at you feet. so fucking crazy if you come within six feet of me. Oh I will I will flip out. I'll be like, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Six feet. It's great. I want to go back just to, to wrap this all up. Yeah. About our consumption of media and how it's changed through time because I think it has changed. I know like in my time even being with you, I went from watching a lot of like shitty stuff and problematic stuff that I never like thought twice about mm-hmm. that I now am like, oh, that's problematic. Yeah. I can't watch that anymore. Like yeah. this and that. Like yeah. calling that stuff out on TV and movies. I know. I think for me, it was like art school. Cause like I would also like be into watching really shitty stuff and like, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think twice about it. And then being in like these specifically writing school and film school. Yeah. It was like, okay, so everything that I've watched is something that one, someone had to write down. Unless it's like those like, you know, sketched or not even sketch show, but like Eric Andre is like the only show where it's like he doesn't write that shit down. But like every other show, like it's written, like it's actually like on a sheet of paper. You can look at it written down. That ruined television for me because yeah. then I was like, oh, shit. So like none of this stuff is just like spontaneous or like um, what that fucking show uh, with Amy Poehler. The one Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Yeah, Parks and Rec. Like they do some like off the cuff stuff like some sort of, you know, improv. Uh, improv and stuff like that. But like most of it's written down. And so it's like the, the problems that I have with those shows. It's like, I'm like, mm, like this went past so many people's faces and y'all still did it. Wow. Yeah. Like, I can't excuse this. And then film is the same way. Like, I'm like, there's no fucking way you're telling me that a writer, a director, the actors who were there, the fucking, the people on set at the time, the fucking executive producer and the producer all looked at this and were like, yep, totally fine with me. Like, are you fucking kidding? And then I just, I, I can't get past that, that point. Yeah. yeah the I only time me- I can get past problematicness, sorry, to finish, to finish off. The only time I can get past like problematicness is it, I know it's written. So that's why like, I like those like white trash shows. Cause I'm like, okay, these people are being trash and like, it's being written. And like somebody wrote for this character to be this trash. And the audience is supposed to know that this person is trash. Yeah. You know, but yeah. Yeah. Being able to think critically through television movies music even podcasts yeah is very important i think super it's important a skill that i've learned through the years definitely through college uh and every day it's learning something new so i've decided mm-hmm. i want to end these podcasts literally decided two seconds ago while you're oh, talking <laughs> how do you want to end them uh say something that you want to accomplish this week um okay well this week i would like to um, I don't know. I have a lot of, I have a lot of stuff in the works. One thing. I know, but I, I'm like, I'm working, like I have something that I'm going to be doing. And so I can't really talk about it, but like, I'm excited to do that thing this week. Oh yeah. No. I have some, I have some stuff going on behind the scenes. In secret? Secret's no, worth- that's not secret from you. You know, Uh-oh. I, I literally told it about you, told you earlier today. Like, you know, you're just forgetting. It's fine. What is something that you want to do this week? Oh, I'm going to learn how to cook another Bolivian dish. Ooh, saltenas? Not something else. Why are you waiting? Why are you? You're making me wait for these saltenas and it's fucked up. There are other Bolivian dishes you I know, tried. but I know, but saltenas are lit. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Oh, we can make the, um. Baby. Give papa me de reyes. A- reyes de papa. Rellenos. Rellenos de papa. We could. We could. We'll have With two our two potatoes, potatoes <laughs> we got from in person. All right, so. Say one thing you want to accomplish this week. One thing I want to, I want to, okay, I'm going to use Duolingo like all this week. this week i'm okay. gonna duolingo every day because i haven't been doing it all right so we're manifesting that manifesting into it into the, the universe and into this podcast so keep us accountable yeah <laughs> all right bye guys bye